0: Hey everyone. Today, me and Tete are going to be talking about Man of Steel, which I recently watched and reacted to. Link is in the description if you want to check that video out. Warning, it is, I think, nearly two hours long or over two hours long, but there are timestamps, so you, can, you don't have to watch all of it. You can just skip between the scenes you want to see and go to the very end where I give a six-minute breakdown of what I thought of the movie right after I finished watching it. So... You know, I actually decided to watch this because Tete said that it was one of her favorite portrayals of Superman, especially in recent times. So, you know, I wanted to see what it was all about. And I can finally see why this is a very contentious piece of filmmaking in uh, the DC universe. I can see why, because there
1: are a lot of flaws. There are, and... It had, it had a lot of good aspects in it. It's just when you look at it as an entire structure, it starts to crack in many corners mm-hmm. and the infrastructure implodes on you. Absolutely.
0: Um, you know, it really reminds me of something else i reviewed which is um the comic kingdom come which you can also see the video i reviewed about it in the description below and one of the problems with kingdom come was that it was convoluted there were like you know 20 characters on one page talking about something and then you know too many events happening in too short a time frame and you know there was just trying this ham-fisted attempt to make us care about people by killing them or you know, whatever, having these epic fights, but you just don't care
1: because there's too many people to keep track of. That's very true. I I feel like, <clears throat> I feel like Man of Steel had a smaller cast and that was its strength and I think there were some very good developments, uh, especially like say with Clark slash Kal-El's struggle with trying to balance his supposed, you know, humanity with his superpowered uh, Kryptonian self. And, you know, I, I also thought, you know, say the struggle with his parents, that was also, you know, his, mm-hmm. his Earthling adopted parents was very done very well. I think where it really falls flat is where he's trying to reconcile with his Kryptonian self. And we get this very sad, um, messed up pastiche of a black and white fight. Mm -hmm. uh general zod general zod could have been a brilliant character honestly
0: i have to say that um okay before i continue on about general zod i just wanted to say why i made the comparison between kingdom come yes man of steel has a much smaller cast but the similarity between the two is that too many events happen and the pacing is off a lot of the fights in the man of steel just like in kingdom come are either well i think it's the opposite thing in kingdom come it's too short there's too many different short fights but then in the man of steel there's only a couple of fights but they take you know 30 minutes and we don't need it to be that long just makes it so bloated when it could be like you know five minutes
1: very true that is one of the concrete flaws in, in Snyder versus pacing there is no such thing as pacing you're either going to get whiplash with 25 events in five minutes or you're going to get one event that is drawn out for 30 45 minutes that you just think when will this end end this misery and I know worst pacing like who who thought who the editor looking at maybe there wasn't an editor maybe 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 it was just you know Snyder cramming in all his uncut footage in there
0: I know, it's so ridiculous. And there was a lot of things happening at the beginning too. For example, we don't know why Clark was on that ship until much later when you find out that he's been faking all his identities because he wants to, I guess, find himself. It's not really elucidated. That's why I didn't like. There were too many things happening. And then the flashback sequence was confusing too. He was grown up and suddenly there's a flashback to when he's a kid. I mean, why do you have to do that? You could just... I don't know, but there's probably a better way to do that rather than rather than creating so many different flashbacks and inserting them randomly into his adult life.
1: Exactly, I think a more chronological sense of pacing would have benefited this narrative. I think we should have seen, we should have seen point A, B, and C follow through. Like, yes, uh, show Krypton ready to explode. Show Jarl and Laura sending their baby into space, and then you know, show that and then, you know, kind of go through little snippets of Clark's childhood and then see him emerge through a painful adolescence and then go into manhood trying to find himself, trying to reconcile his powers and the fact that he feels like a figure living in a world of glass, you know, and, um, you know, trying to reconcile all that and and then go on with, say, trying to find out who he is. Um, Mm. I sometimes feel like trying to find out who he is, I think that was that was way too much emphasis on the Kryptonian aspect. I know. Like, you know, if you're a human and there's really no way of connecting per se with that side, then you need to progress and move on and forget about it. And I think it would have been interesting too if there would have been a more fresh approach with how he encounters Zod. Like, you know, Zod could have been just like this weird random thing that happens to him and he's kind of stunned and 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 this increases his curiosity and i i would have liked to have seen um i don't know these these two guys how do i say have some sort of meeting standpoint rather than all this thing of you know clark's just you know putting his nose into things and and just messing things up
0: i know it's so disappointing oh my god there's this a uh, spammer that says naked dating or something i'm Good blocking Lord. this person yeah i know my this goodness. happened once with me and Helleborn too. Man, there's so many trolls mm-hmm. who are bots and stuff. But yes, back trolls. to yours. <laughs> back to the point. I agree, and it's too black and white. And another problem is that Clark doesn't have a personality. I mean, I was, you know, watching more people react to this movie and comment on it, and a lot of people who are fans of Superman did not like. This portrayal of him because he does not have a personality. In my point of view you know this idea of him being very optimistic and you know very you know americana is sort of annoying no offense but at least it is a personality i have to give it to the fans i may not be a fan of that because it feels a little bit too much like captain america but maybe that's the point but honestly i think captain america has a bit more personality than you know those portrayals of clark but even then those portrayals of clark are better than what we see here in snyderverse where As the fans say, um, he doesn't really seem to have a personality other than, you know, grimacing and looking angsty. And then suddenly he's put into a position where he has to fight for Earth and he never really has the chance to make any positive, uh, you know, uh, aka affirmative decisions. All of these decisions are pushed on him because of externalities. So as a result, we don't get to learn anything about him. And when people were saying this, I immediately thought of another protagonist that we both dislike who is Harry from Harry Potter and Harry is for the most part from what I remember he doesn't make any affirmative actions it's just that people around him like his parents and Voldemort through their his actions you know he becomes the chosen one but it's not because he really has these ideals about you know how society should be like it's just something that happens and he has to do it kind of like what Clark does in this movie.
1: Very true. That is that is another fundamental flaw of this um, characterization, which I guess I think I think I think man, one of the many problems with Man of Steel was that it was trying to reinvent too much. Yet at the same time, they're expecting, and this is not a good movie for outsiders to go in. Like if you've never read a comic or you're not into it that much, if you're going into it as a cold reading. Um, what I don't like from this is that they are expecting people to know the history and then try to, like, oh, okay, and make assumptions about the personality while showing us very little. And that's not a good way. That That's a very bad way to do a characterization. And there is this lack of personality, per se, because we don't see the interests... The, the intricate details of a person. we don't see their core convictions, beliefs, what drives them, why do they think that way? What is the personality versus self struggle? Um, we don't see that. And this is this was the, this was kind of the glaring flaw. They did try to develop a sense of self, but without a personality, the sense of self becomes an empty husk unfortunately. You, you can have this sense of self. But even then, when you see how it's depicted, there is really no sense of self except the self is is nothing more than an entity being shaped by other forces and other people and other figures. And it is very much like Harry Potter. Harry Potter does not stick out. We're not really thinking about Harry Potter personality. We're thinking about the the plot or the side characters or, you know, did you put it in the goblet of fire, Harry? (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Because I was thinking that, you know, Harry is kind of like a deceit. or not deceit, but like he's a vehicle for the story. Yeah. Like he's just there for us to, you know, see the world of Hogwarts and magic which I understand, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. some people write characters for that reason, but, you know, especially when, you know, it's quote unquote a character drama with so much angst and stuff, it just falls apart because we're supposed to know who this is, but we don't know who he is. So why do we care about him? He's just this overpowered person who is put into a situation where he essentially has no choice. What is he going to do? Just let Zod destroy
1: everything? Exactly, and- you know, this this is why as much as I bashed on Silver Age and Bronze Age, at least there were some conflicts of choice and a sense of self that was formed. Um and of course, like I said, I know I'm gonna plug it in again and I'll probably be like this till I'm a thousand and one years old, but not you know, you're you're not gonna get that vibrant personality and the and the choices you get, or you know, those details like you get with with Golden Age, because it, it, you're, you're kind of dealing with a more realistic man with realistic I- ideas and limitations. Um, the more OP you make it, the more you become more of a, a god figure governed by rules that are not your own and governed by forces that are not your own either. So mm-hmm. it's like you have no – despite having uh, – how do I say – Potency, so to speak, and that power, so to speak, uh, you you do not have any agency. So there's a difference between having power mm-hmm. and agency
0: i agree and even red sun which we've talked about before so if you guys want to learn about how our reaction was like to the red sun movie and the comic please check out the description yeah well even in the comic he didn't really have that much of a personality i mean he did have a voice but that's not the same thing as a personality because we still don't know what he likes and dislikes and also he is pretty much reacting to something right because he was thinking about how he promised his childhood friend and all these other people to make life better for them. And then he just became very, very extreme about this. And that's the only thing that motivates him. At least he did make a positive choice, an affirmative choice to to advance society as a dictator, but he's not defined by anything other than that. So he's still very limited.
1: That is true. And it's a reaction. It's a reaction to something
0: that someone requested of him or what he saw
1: the only thing I can say for red sun was that at least I, I did like how there was a little bit more fleshing out with his conversations with Pietor because then we see little more, sl- more slivers of his, of his personal life more. Um, True.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, like, cause he was talking about like, say his time on the collective farm when mm-hmm. um, he had a crush on, I guess on uh, ironically the, uh, his childhood friend that he promised to make life better for because he he had a crush on her because she was the redheaded girl
0: yeah it was just so predictable in that sense of course he has a crush on her but we're never allowed to think about or even allowed to think about what he values in people right he just has to have a crush on her because that moves the story forward exactly exactly and that's why i don't like a lot of romance in especially with such an empty character because i always feel like romance is only put in there to advance a point or to say oh this is why he did this because he did it for her
1: exactly it it only becomes a vehicle for motivation and plot advancement um the the only legitimate way to really do romance is if it's something a character values and they're pursuing it because certain things fall into place that make them want to pursue it. You know, like, I don't know, case in point, Andre pursuing Tamara.
0: Right, and for you guys who are new to this, Andre and Tamara are her characters, or Teti's characters from her novel, 70 Fierce Years, which you can read on tapas. And I will provide a link below as well.
1: Thank you, I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of links,
0: but yes. Yeah, this leads us to the other point of
1: romance in the Man of Steel. What did you think of it? I loved it and hated it in many asked, and both aspects. Okay, dually du- dualistically I hated it and loved it. Why I loved it before I get into the hating. I enjoyed the visual tableau. I enjoyed the kind of emotional shorthand that went on. I enjoyed the tender glances and subtle softness of it. It was a very different take on Clark and Lois. Um, you had sort of a sense of innocent and wonder that you really don't see in a lot of depictions with between Lois and Clark They're, in my view, the way I've always seen them very different than what I've always encountered. I mean, even silver and bronze age, this is a very different take. And of course, probably the opposite of, of golden age. Um, but um I did enjoy the fact that there was a soft, tender innocence to it um, and there was this curiosity and sense of wonder. Um, I enjoyed the softer take of Lois because this is this is a sort of a softer man, you know, kind of governed by his own malaise of depression. So I did enjoy that, however, everything else I hated, not built hard enough, not Not developed more enough. I would have liked to have seen, you know, more funny moments. I would have liked to have seen them develop more, spend more time, get to know one another, and not just focus on ideals or goals. Like, oh yes, you're helping people, and I will see you help people. Like, why not show them? Like, I don't know, what kind of movies do you like? Hardcore? You know, do you uh, Lois? Do you? I don't know. Do you enjoy origami? Or I don't know. Let's let's go out and. I don't know, hike, bicycle, something, you, you know, something that's that's human and connectability and shows more of the personal sense of self.
0: I think the issue is that there's no screen time, especially since, you know, typical Snyder-verse movies, is just a bunch of fights. So what
1: time would they have to show that? That's what makes me mad because I, I would have liked to have seen some humanity and more tenderness in this rather than just bang, 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 fight, fight. Because like I said, again, the fundamental flaw in Snyder versus its thing is is assuming that you know a lot of comic history, and this is why a lot of comic um, comic movies or adaptations or reiterations kind of fall flat on its face. Because unless you're going to go very very fresh and not rely on history or lore, um, it's going to fall flat. Um, mm-hmm. This is why the Batman turned out very good because. Yes, it had snippets and things that we would recognize comics or just people with a general knowledge, but it decided to go the ninth level and just start fresh rather than just going with it. It was like a movie made for everyone, not just comic fans.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, you guys, if you want to learn more about how we thought about the Batman 2022, please, again, check out our description. I have, I know we have
1: more links. We have included... A link to our review of the Batman. It was amazing. And Patterson's uh, take on Batman made me want to chase him with a little ring box because uh, it was like, marry me already.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, I agree. The romance was very poorly done. I did not even like the looks because, like I said to you in a private conversation, it reminded me of every romance you see in every action movie. Like Independence (laughs) Day, you know. Build, building crashes, and then, of course, they exchange a the look. I mean, what is so special about that look? I mean, every freaking couple in every, you know, action movie, Jurassic Park, you know, uh, all those 90s
1: movies with disasters. It really... Right? Did, you know, yeah, yeah, all of them really, have it, oh so there's nothing goodness. special about it. Oh, my gosh. You know, I think, I think Snyderverse got me because there was so much cinematography in it, and... Here's another thing, not to completely crap on Snyder, although there has been crap emerging because um, the DCEU is just a glorious uh, crap storm after another. Um, I think the problem is that he started off as an artist and I think he should have just stayed an artist because it's one thing to be an artist, it's another to understand how dramaturgy works. I don't think he understands how dramaturgy works. He doesn't. He does not.
0: No, he does not.
1: No. Yeah. <sighs> he's so convoluted. I think he's one of those people who just
0: love detail too much. Oh,
1: my gosh. He's, he's 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 almost as bad as Nolan. Well, I guess Nolan, the only good thing about Nolan is that Nolan tries to give you those emotional scenes. But as much as people want to praise Nolan, um, sometimes I feel like Nolan takes himself too seriously. And he tries to make it so grandiose that... You feel like more like you're you're feeling like he's patting himself on the back. So this this I guess this is where maybe that's the positive trait of Snyder versus that it doesn't feel like it's patting itself on the back. It feels like it's too worried about that spoon on the table that was in the scene three minutes ago.
0: Yeah, and you know how I am like with these bloated things. I really don't like stuff that is so detailed for no reason.
1: I know, and I I think that was another flaw from this because. It it has so much good potential. I mean, it, it it could have explored so much. And you know, there were some good nuggets in it, like Clark's struggle with his parents, um, struggle with his powers as a child, you know, moral choices, but then it just it just falls flat when you go into the adulthood and try to figure out who he is and why he's doing it. And I also didn't like either the whole thing of his Kryptonian dad you know, urging him to take on this role. Like, know. why does he need to take on that role? He does not need to take on that role. I mean, honestly, for all you fanboys who never knew what the original was, the original one was just motivated because he saw crap around him and he thought, no, I'm going to make an active choice to actually do something because I don't like to see crap. And if I can do something and there's consequences, you know, so damned be it, I'm going to do it.
0: Right. But the problem is that, you know, with that, as I talked about previously, that could lead to a lot of bad consequences. And it, it
1: could also say that he's a narcissist, right? true and you know what maybe i mean and, and and that's what i appreciated was that you know you could see some con you would see bad consequences emerge from that you know it wasn't always a right. perfect you know ending with
0: right everything it was and i can see why batman wants to be a counter to him because that is dangerous some person with strong power saying i want to do the right thing but who gets to determine what what's right right that's so i can true. see why batman hates him
1: I can see that too. And I think that's, that was something that emerged more with silver and bronze. Um, I think with golden, it wasn't so much that it was right, but it was, it was the thing that you decided to do whether or not it was right. You know, it was, mm, you know, I see. It, that it, it, makes more sense. I, I think morally, morally gray to be honest true but
0: then definitely in silver and bronze he became you know you know he represented the american way so of course he had to be right
1: right yes and he had to like save kittens from trees and you know all that rubbish
0: yeah exactly so yeah personally i did not like lois and clark it felt like every action movie's romance you know with the random crammed in scene in the helicopter after they get rescued (laughs) and they're looking at each other and then and then i guess they kiss and they're like oh you're 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 wet or something you know let me take that off and then they like you know you know because you know they could freeze to death or something so they hug while almost naked or something and they have sex
1: Oh my gosh! It reminds me of uh, the day after tomorrow. Yeah, that-,
0: that thing. That was what I was thinking. Like this is like every other action
1: movie. I um, oh my gosh! And, and you know, we did we did not get to enjoy a relationship developed from that. It's like they're like, oh, here you go. You know the story. We don't have to explain anything because we assume that you know all the history of this, and we're just going to go on sparse tableau for you. Here's sparse tableau. Sparse tableau. And And you don't even
0: remember those because you know there's 30 minutes of fights at the end. You're like just because I didn't even remember the tableaus because I was so focused on the freaking fights and hoping they were over soon.
1: I know, and I the fights just did not feel as impactful. Um I I I don't I was expecting a lot more and I was very sad and I would have loved to have seen more moral conflict. Like I said, General Zod was done dirty. I think he's always been done dirty in a lot of reiterate except for that weird AU in the comics where somehow he's on earth and he has to, he, he actually becomes Superman, but he's not like Superman because he's more morally gray and uh, does not wear a cool outfit. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: exactly. I, I think Zod could have been a lot better. But I would have to say the actor, um, Michael Sharon, I believe, he has very good acting in this movie because he did his best and he was the most emotional person. He Everyone
1: was. else felt freaking dead. You know, Michael Shannon out there, he did a good job. I honestly he did. Even though the, he, the he script sucked. Yeah, he was very appealing. I was like, more Zod, like I don't know, my. I'd be in the corner with a little sign that says, We Heart Zod.
0: (laughs) I know. He was a genocidal maniac, but at least he felt like he was putting his effort into the character. But everyone else? Oh, my
1: gosh. He kind of felt his conviction about Krypton because, yes, it it is very, uh, you know, it is very fanatical. And it, and it, it is wrong to be consumed by that. But you do feel you know, his conviction about being Kryptonian, wanting to bring back or revive Krypton. And, you know, you you, you got a real good sense of conviction that you felt very bad for him. Like, and I wanted to see more of that rather than Mm -hmm. just have him devolve into, you know, I'm going to destroy this city and, you know, watch all these people die, you know.
0: I know that was so shallow. And honestly, what could Clark do? But tried to stop it but ironically clark probably killed a lot of people because he was slamming people into buildings as well i mean not slamming people but slamming zod and you know that probably killed a lot of people
1: it did and that was i guess they wanted more emotional stakes or just action boom boom but i mean i would have preferred it if the two guys would have duked it out on a planet and then there could have been a lot of, I don't know, injury and angst. And then they they have an interesting dialogue exchange about morality and, and the sense of, human- I don't know, something, something deep, deep. Right, but Clark has
0: no humanity. All he is is a puppet for his parents and we don't even know what his parents' value is other than hide your powers. true right so what are his freaking values i know in in bronze age and all these other incarnations it's always about american justice democracy and all that stuff and And i do not agree with that i mean at least it is something right there's something to say but here he has nothing he can just give you an angsty look and he's like leave leave them alone or something he can't (laughs) even say anything because he has no argument and also (laughs) In the story we don't even know what he does so okay let's say he graduated high school when he was 18 what does he do between age 18 and 33 which is what he is you know
1: yeah that's what as we
0: find about. out so yeah. those 15 years what the fuck does he do because he says that he uses an elias for some reason when he goes on those oil rigs right so right. does he have no history no work history so when you look up clark kent in nothing only
1: his high school photos from you know 15 years ago and you know that that's what makes me mad that um that's what makes me mad because we could have got got a lot explored in here i think um he could have tried to have had different jobs and you know maybe try to explore find himself and have kind of an enriching journey and i mean i have i think i have seen a few comics where that has occurred i mean it, it It wasn't handled properly because the limitations of the comic format. A lot of people handle comic format very poorly because I think you need to handle it like a graphic novel for it to be really good. But um, I've seen some people explore it that way. But we did not get this with Man of Steel. Um, I would have liked to have seen more more fleshing out, more more personal things, more of a personal Mm -hmm. life exactly he's just a
0: cipher that's the problem with so many Superman adaptations is that he has no personality either he is like this right or he's just genocidal maniac ironically like in kingdom come okay he's not genocidal but he locks people away for having different opinions
1: exactly we either we either get a totalitarian dictator like in kingdom come and red Sun injustice as well and injustice injustice was such a yeah. Though. Mm-hmm. Um, yes it is i'm sorry fanboys come after and bite me but you know mm-hmm. um or he's just a sweet syrupy choir boy that just does the right thing very, okay and also to my brain hurts because i I've, i this is why i never liked the whole emphasis on kansas farm thing because you know it's one thing to have aspirations to go to the city and do stuff and and it's, and it's not and it's possible to go you know to to you know and i say this because you know um rural alert i'm you know fellow hillbilly here folks i'm in the middle of pennsylvania with appalachian the biggest contribution we have is a friggin walmart um it, you know, you can be a, a person on a Kansas farm, and then you want to go to the city and, and become a journalist and stuff. That's that's not impossible. What's impossible here is, I don't know. I think you have to have the the sharp and the sh- you have to have a personality for that kind of job. And I don't mean to go on a tangent, but at least with Golden Age, there was never an emphasis on that. And with Golden Age, you felt like this was a very brass. Um, rough city man, you know, did not feel like, you know, innocent farm boy, you know, sunshine and smiles. And it's just all
0: tropes. I mean, I, I don't really think everyone in the city is always tough either. That's already a trope, especially from pulp. I mean, there's probably a lot of sheltered people as well, if you look at it realistically.
1: Oh, true, true. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, for someone in his position, he can't afford to be sheltered
0: right and i would say that clark the farm boy is not necessarily sheltered but he's so re- dogmatically idealistic like he just wants to live in his dream world of idealism no matter it, what it
1: is it is a dream world of idealism that's what i find very uh dissatisfying of course the only positive aspect at least there's some warmth a warmth to the personality Right, but it's still shallow. It's still shallow. Yeah, because it's a
0: very shit. No offense. Um, motivation for a thirty-three or whatever thirty-something-year-old man to say, "My parents gave me those values, and I will (laughs) cherish them, and I will fight to the end to prove that you know we can still live in this you know wonderful democratic society, (laughs) and you know it can be fair for everyone." Blah blah blah. Why is it always about his parents? That already raises a red flag because if you're just putting all of these motivations on his parents it means that he has nothing especially since he's not a kid i mean if he's like you know a child superhero or a very young teenager like spider-man okay but a 30 something year old man saying my parents my parents i think that's really scary it shows that That he has no life like what does he do outside of his
1: parents that is very scary props to shazam for having his own moral compass and doing his own thing props to you billy you know? Yeah,
0: why? Okay, so I guess when they always say, oh, because you know, Jonathan and Martha raised him with these wonderful values. Okay, is that the only thing? What else?
1: <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know what, okay, gonna throw my man Andre out there again um, just because uh, Andre volunteered uh, in the Hunger Games. I'm kidding. No, he didn't. But he volunteered. Um, you know, Andre is greatly influenced by family figures, but that's not what really drives him or motivates him or shapes his core because he has his own life and his own sense of self. Um, it's not like he's not like he's going around saying, you know, I'm doing this because Auntie told me. But <laughs> well, do you think Bronze Age does this, or did I mischaracterize him? I want to say Bronze Age. It depends on what. See, there's so many character iterations that for me to say all of Bronze Age is like that is not right. I think there have been some really dark, edgy Bronze Age stuff that has shown a different take on it. And then, of course, you go back to the sweet and syrupy stuff. Um, And then, you know, and then I see other stuff, too, that that have really made the emphasis on the parental thing. Um, Sometimes it can be kind of charming and, and kind of more warmth. And, and and Clark is like, yeah, my parents raised me, but, you know, I have my own vibe and, and uh, I, I go to the beat of my own drum and um, I've reconciled that with myself and my parents and I just go do what I want. Like, for example, um, the 90s television series with Lois and Clark, that was kind of handled more nicely because yes, Clark loved his parents and he, he appreciated what they taught him and imparted to him and he kept a good relationship with them. But um, he did have his own thing and sometimes his parents questioned what he did and, you know, he was like, you know, I got to go do my own thing, mom and dad. You know, I'm sorry. and, and, and But then he's not sorry.
0: <laughs> right, but it's still weird because he's 30. He doesn't need to be in that close contact with them, especially if he's not even living in the same city as them. That's I think certain. that's what no I don't like. Them. I mean, it's no not no like I'm he's freaking fifteen or something.
1: I know, I know, and it's kind of weird. Like, boy Clark, you must have really racked up those traveler miles to go see your parents. All the-. well, he can. I fly. know. I think it's also
0: because uh, there's not enough personality, so they have to pull his parents in.
1: I think so too. Like, if a guy has person, I mean, here's the thing: if a character has personality, they don't have to worry about trying to cram characters to flesh out. <laughs> their personality exactly
0: and that's why i don't like the romance because i always feel like you know people were even saying in the man of steel some of the fans were expecting more romance because they wanted the romance to flesh out the character and i was like that's a red flag we know when someone wants a character to flesh out another character that's a warning sign that they can't stand on their own and that's why that's another reason they hate the whole parent obsession same with the romance That's
1: that's that's what happens with romance um that's what happened with uh
0: your characters
1: yeah that's what happened with Gerda Gerda was just a vehicle for romance and that's why she's as flat as a Russian Bellini pancake on Lent
0: that's why I don't really like a lot of incarnations of Clark and Lois because I feel like they're like oh you know Lois is here so now Clark is going to be a better character or you know Clark has a personality because of Lois so he only exists she only exists in a way to flesh him out and say, "Oh, he is like this, but she is like that." It's, there's always that compare and contrast thing, which means he, he can't really stand on his own.
1: And I think that that's one of that I think that's kind of a frustrating aspect of silver and bronze age because they have to be so intricately yeah, woven. Exactly. At least, at least with like golden age, and I know I keep defending it people are probably sick of me defending it, but at least with golden age, Clark and Lois go on their own thing and you see them doing their own thing and you see them have their own sense of personality. Like it's not always just a contrast, but you know, they, they have their own sense of agency and what they're doing and, and whether Mm -hmm. or not there will, I mean, there will be consequences, but they don't, they just go ahead and do it because they're like, well, consequences be damned I'm doing it.
0: Right. Exactly. But yeah, this is why I, didn't like Lois and Clark in this movie and I don't think I will like them in Batman versus Superman
1: I don't think you will Batman versus Superman is a mess only more only more, <laughs> only more tableaus
0: <laughs> I know and I hate that because you can't say that they're in a relationship just because they looked at each other for f- five milliseconds
1: that's true but yet yeah, they're they're expecting us to uh they're expecting us to to Except that, you know what I mean? There's so much suspension of of belief in in Snyderverse. And the only thing I can say about Snyderverse, good cinematography, good visuals, um, good expressions, and that's it. Right. So last
0: question. What's your rating? Originally, I gave this 7 out of 10. But now that I think more about it, I'm sorry, it's probably 5 out of 10. I
1: guess for me... When I first saw it, I probably would have given it seven point five out of ten. But looking back on it, I want to give it. I want to give it. I want to give it six out of ten. Just and I'm just doing this because. Just just for the sake of it, just to be a bit generous. Um. It it's nothing compared to better incarnations and will never hold a candle to the original humanity of the very first incarnation.
0: I know. He has no personality. And like I said, he is basically overpowered Harry Potter, but I think even
1: worse. Yes, it's it's like at least Harry Potter had some humor and the characters were memorable. Here, aside from General Zod and maybe a little bit of his, you know, Earth parents, you know, Jonathan and Martha, um, I could give a crap less about everybody else
0: exactly so nope this is a bad movie and i don't know why i was being so generous when i first reviewed it i i don't feel generous now
1: i i feel less and less generous um
0: there's no excuse
1: there's no excuse and dc for 75 years you keep messing up my man and yet you wonder why it's because you don't got the original and that's why they call it og baby right all right
0: thank you so much
1: oh you're very welcome thank you
0: bye